You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. As always, we're bringing you some terrific guests who are dedicated to making the world a better place for animals. First up is the newest star of the Weather Channel, Butler, the Weather Channel therapy dog. Well, Butler's not actually the best interview, at least via the radio, with what being a dog and all. So we've got the next best thing, Amy McCullough, American Humane Association's National Director of Humane Research and Therapy. And she's also Butler's proud mom. Then we'll be joined by Austin Weichel, the sculpture of the beautiful and inspirational National Fire Dog Monument, which, if you'll remember, was recently voted the best monument in the nation's capital by the Washington Post. Austin's also a fireman, so we'll talk a little bit about his inspiration behind this work of art and the fact that he's a community hometown hero. You know, last week I kicked off the show by talking about the upcoming Be Kind to Animals Week, which I'll remind you starts Sunday, May 4th. Gave a number of tips on how we can all take a little time to be kind to our wonderful animal friends. And I wanted to spend the first part of this week's show talking about one specific way we can all be kind to our pets. Preventative Veterinarian Care. It's very important. Recently, American Humane Association announced it's joining the Partners for Healthy Pets as an associate member. This committee of the American Veterinary Medical Foundation shares our organization's goals of improving animal health and welfare. And one of the best ways to do that is making sure our furry, winged, scaled friends all receive frequent checkups at the vet so that they continue to live long, healthy, and most importantly, happy lives. You know, every little thing your pet does is something that you notice. I know you do. But did you know that dogs and cats have evolved to really hide illness? Showing weakness can make an animal and their pack vulnerable. So our best friends do everything they can to keep a stiff upper lip. Your vet, however, can find the problems that your pet may be hiding, which is why their annual checkups are so important. Many of us are mindful of the calories we eat, but it's also important to monitor the intake of our pets as well. How many calories are they digesting every day? You know, you love your dog and your dog, If they're like my dogs, Daisy, Gatsby, and Chaz, they love their treats. But feeding them human food isn't always the best idea. Did you know that for one 20-pound dog, a small cookie is the equivalent of a hamburger to you or me? And that just one ounce of cheese is like giving them one and a half hamburgers. And a hot dog could be the equivalent of two and a half hamburgers. So that's an awful lot of calories for our little 20-pound furry friends. And for a cat, just a half a cup of whole milk can add up to 50% of a small cat's daily caloric intake, or 25% for a larger cat. And I'm certainly not telling you or suggesting we shouldn't feed our precious friends treats, but just to be mindful and like everything that we do, do so for our animal friends in moderation. Have a vet check their weight to make sure that they're where they should be for their age and for their breed. And even if you check your pet for fleas, you may not know your pets have been bitten. Fleas or flea bites are left untreated. Your pet can develop a skin infection, get tapeworms, or even become anemic. 
Protecting your dog or cat from heartworm disease is simple and affordable. Treating heartworm disease, however, is very costly. It's difficult for the animal and it can be life-threatening. And you know, sometimes our pets might have a case of bad breath. If Fido or Fluffy's breath makes them positively unkissable, it could be a sign of something much more serious. Dental issues have the potential to damage not only your pet's teeth and gums, but its internal organs as well. And do you know that nearly two-thirds of pet owners don't provide their furry friends with the dental care our vets recommend? Your pet may be showing signs of dental disease that you may not be able to see. These are all things your vet can talk to you about. It's best to come up with a health plan to keep your little ones around for a long, long time. But what if you've recently relocated and you haven't found the right vet yet? Or you're considering a pet and you don't know how you'll find your new veterinarian? Luckily, there's a great website out there that can help you find the right vet and can help you ask the right questions about when you're visiting them. Visit HealthyPetCheckup.org today to search for a list of wonderful veterinarians in your area who can help you come up with a great health plan for your animals. This website also has a number of great questions you can ask when you're making that visit. Questions like, when's the best time to spay or neuter? Are there any particular health concerns associated with this particular breed? All those are great questions to ask. This website will also allow you to register your pet so you'll never have to worry about missing their annual checkup or missing out on getting the right vaccines. Together, the Partners for Healthy Pets and American Humane Association are looking out for your pet's health and well-being, but we can only do so much. You are the most important person for your pet's healthy life. It starts with living a healthy life at home with proper, frequent checkups at the vet. Again, be sure to visit HealthyPetCheckup.org for much, much more valuable information. Well, friends, we've got a great show today, and we'll be right back with my wonderful friend, Amy McCullough, to talk about Butler, the Weather Channel Therapy Dog. You're listening to Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the show. You know, a while back we had on my next guest to talk about the search for the Weather Channel Therapy Dog, which she was traveling across the country to find the new spokes dog for both the Weather Channel and American Humane Association. And I'm so proud to report that the perfect dog was found in Charlotte, North Carolina. And since then, he's made the cross-country move to Denver to live in the home of my good friend, Amy McCullough, American Humane Association's national Director of Humane Research and Therapy. Welcome back to our show, Amy. Thank you, Robin. Glad to be here. Well, how are you and Butler doing today? We are doing great. 
Butler's going to obedience class this afternoon just so he can keep brushed up on all his skills as he <laughs> travels the country. I love that. I love that. Well, when I first met Butler, boy, I thought what a match made in heaven. He is such a an incredible, an incredible dog. And I know that you found him through a nationwide search. Uh, I think people across the country nominated shelter dogs, nominated, you know, other dogs that they knew to become this new therapy dog for the Weather Channel. And you went out there and visited and met so many dogs. What made Butler, that beautiful Butler, the perfect candidate? You know, we were looking for a very special dog. We were looking for a dog to be able to travel across the country and have great energy and presence on camera, but also be very affectionate, interactive with people. So the shelters helped us narrow down all these wonderful dogs that thought they could be the perfect Weather Channel therapy dog, and we did find him. Butler is exactly what we were looking for. He's great at his job. He loves people. He's always up for an adventure. (laughs) I can tell you he's definitely always up for adventure when I've seen him in action. He's fantastic. What kind of dog is he, Amy? That is a good question. We think he's some type of shepherd mix. He's definitely a mixed breed, but he's small. He's only 30 pounds, so he's mixed with something short, whatever that is. I love that. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about this very special initiative that you've launched with the Weather Channel, and why is it so important for the Weather Channel to uh, have new talent, the new therapy dog? Yes. Well, it's very exciting. You know, when we launched this initiative with the Weather Channel, it was really to talk about what happens after storms. So the Weather Channel covers the late breaking news about storms coming into communities and what's happening during the weather event. But now this initiative gives us an opportunity to talk more about the relief and recovery and experiences after the storm. So after communities are struck by a severe weather event, Butler, the Weather Channel therapy dog on behalf of American Humane Association, can go to these communities and really help people tell their stories of what they've experienced, the the grief, the trauma, the loss, and help evoke stories about how they plan to start to rebuild their lives. Mm, it's so important. And, you know, I just know and I've seen you in action with your therapy dog teams and people do react so differently and they're so open when they're able to visit with a therapy dog. Tell us, you know, a lot of listeners, you know, I have Daisy right here with me now. She's not a therapy dog, but, uh, you know, she'd love to learn how. What sort of training has Butler been doing and uh, is he ready to deploy? He is. We've definitely fast-tracked Butler. You know, we looked for a very special dog during our search, and one of the reasons we chose Butler was because he is good on his manners already, he's polishing his obedience skills, and he has that natural demeanor to seek interaction with people. So we've been hard at work on going to training and classes and really trying to expose him to different situations that he might encounter on a visit. So for walking through communities and there might be different sounds and smells that he encounters, different types of people. So I've really tried to expose him to as much as I can. We're, we go on outings every day to pet-friendly stores and we approach people in the park and ask, will you please pet my dog? And I'm exposing him to medical equipment, riding in elevators. I take them to the car wash. You know, everything I can to sort of build that bond between Butler and I so that not only is he comfortable in these settings, that that I know his cues to understand when he's 
comfortable and when he's not so that I can help him through these situations. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's amazing because it is a two-way street. So he has this trust in you. You have a trust in him and you know what is going to excite or, you know, that might bother him too. So you can be prepared. I think that's fantastic. You know, I understand that you have recently had an opportunity for both you and Butler to visit Moore, Oklahoma, which was the site of that deadly, horrific EF5 tornado last May. How did this visit affect you? And was this your first time to see the community of Moore? Yes, it was. This was my first trip to Oklahoma. And when the Weather Channel invited Butler and I to go out as his first deployment to visit this community one year after the devastating event that they experienced, we were amazed when we got there to see the town and the destruction that had hit their empty fields and construction everywhere and just seeing how windy every day is while we were there and, and knowing that it's just about this time of year that they had this event. And so it was really a powerful experience to be there last week. Oh, and how was Butler received? He, <laughs> Butler was a big hit. It, <laughs> it was amazing to see, um, you know, dogs just open people up. And so as we traveled around the city, Butler provides this sort of social lubricant to people to be able to talk to us and approach us and tell us their stories. You know, we visited a lot of different places. And while people were petting Butler, they would talk about what they experienced when the tornado came through and, and how they coped with it and how they're feeling today. We heard amazing and heroic stories. We heard stories of grief and tragedy. And we really hope that Butler's presence there helped people, you know, continue to heal. I mean, they're very resilient in war. It was, it was just humbling to be around such amazing people as they're rebuilding their lives. We spoke with some first responders, such as the head nurse and the ER, a firefighter whose job was to sift through the rubble at the local elementary school looking for oh. survivors, and a 911 dispatcher who was calming community members who were desperately looking for their family members. I mean, so many wonderful stories about how the community pulled together, and um, wow. it was just amazing to see. Wow. You know, and it's hard. I know that words don't do this the full justice. Of, of because so many of our listeners we can't imagine the devastation that you saw and the folks their feelings and emotions on their faces was any of this uh, recorded for the weather channel to air it was in fact next week is tornado week on the weather channel it's april 28th through may 4th and that week is all about helping remind people about the importance of safety and preparedness at this time of year and so next week, during this week, we'll be airing some of this footage of Butler traveling through more. Um, it'll be airing on May 1st and 2nd. And we'll be there during AMHQ with Sam Champion in the morning shows and also American Humane Association's legendary Red Star Animal Emergency Response Vehicle will be there as well. Oh, great. Wow. Can't wait. So folks need to tune into the Weather Channel and watch for Tornado Week and see all the activities of, of our Red Star team on the ground. And importantly, the Weather Channel therapy dog, Butler, who's with the American Humane Association's Amy McCullough. Well, you know, we know. Well, I know Butler isn't the only therapy dog in your very special household, Amy. You have Beckett and Bailey, and Bailey's always served as the American Humane Therapy spokes dog. Uh, tell us a little bit about how Beckett and Bailey are doing. 
They are doing great. You know, it's funny to compare the two different types of breeds of dogs. Bailey and Beck are both golden retrievers, about 65 pounds. And now here's little Butler, who's half their size and at least twice their energy level. But they're really all getting along so great. And I really think that Butler is learning and taking cues from his older siblings about how to behave and the, and the rules of the house. And um, I think he's just a natural at this. And I think it's just a great little family that we have here. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know, um, when I think about you and Bailey, the dynamic duo for therapy teams, uh, our communities are just now uh, a year later after the Boston Marathon attack. And I know our headlines were full last week of the marathon and the run, the first American in decades of winning the Boston Marathon. You and Bailey, a year ago this week, actually traveled to Boston just days after the tragedy to bring comfort and a sense of relief to that grieving, grieving city. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that experience? You bet. I think my experience visiting Boston after the bombing definitely has prepared me for um, working with the Weather Channel and deploying to communities that have been affected because in my 12 years of experience providing animal assisted therapy, it's typically been one-on-one tragedies with somebody who is ill or you know going through a difficult time period. But this was my first experience in Boston with an entire community being affected. Mm -hmm. And as Bailey and I walked the finish line on Boylston Street, we would stop by. There were makeshift memorials set up there where people could come by and pay their respects to the fallen. And Mm -hmm. just the feeling of walking down the street in a huge, busy metropolitan area, but just so quiet. And people walking with, you know, their heads down and just showing respect and, and a lot of thought and empathy and feeling. And as Bailey and I got closer to the memorials, people noticed there was a dog there. And of course, she has her therapy dog vest on. And and soon people were coming up to us saying, you know, is that a comfort dog? May I pet her? And uh, we spent hours around that area because so many people were walking the streets and just were attracted to, there was something just innate in them that needed that outlet of friendly being wagging tail and so many people thanked me for bringing her there and I I hope that it helped that community as they were healing and dealing with such a difficult situation you know people would say you know I wasn't directly affected but I I still feel like I was because this is my home and you know so many people I know have been affected and so it was just really a unique experience that I've never had in doing this kind of work and so I'm hoping with um, the Weather Channel we can continue to utilize animals and the healing capabilities that they have in helping people through very, very difficult times. Oh, that's wonderful. That's inspirational. Absolutely inspirational. Well, you're going to be busy this summer, not just with the Weather Channel and Butler out there doing some incredible work uh, in communities that will face storms, the inevitable season of storms that's approaching. You're going to be doing something what I just so admire, and that's working with kids of our nation's military. I know that you created a partnership with National Military Families Association, their Operation Purple Camps. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about Operation Purple and what those wonderful therapy dogs do with these very special kids? You bet. 
So we have a partnership with National Military Family Association who puts on summer camps that are especially designed for children who have a parent who is deployed in the military. So these are unique children. Um, they're going through a, a time in their lives that very few children deal with. It can be incredibly stressful to have mom or dad away and, and just the uncertainty of not knowing what's going on, when mom or dad will be back. And then when mom or dad come back, you know, they've changed and they've had an incredible experience that affects the entire family. There's a saying in the military that when one person serves, the whole family serves. And we definitely see that with the kids of our nation's military. So these summer camps have a special curriculum designed for military kids and helping them understand what's going on with their parents. A big part of the camp is just helping them meet other children of military families who can really relate to what they're going through. But of course, with any kiddo, it's difficult to go away to camp and you get a little bit homesick and it's hard to say goodbye to that parent. So that's where our therapy dogs come in. They're there when the kids are checking in and the tears are happening when they're saying goodbye to mom or dad. We can distract them with our therapy dogs, get them engaged and excited about all the fun they're going to have that week at the camp. Our dogs tour them around the camp, show them where their bunk is, and they really start to be something that the children can talk to each other about. Maybe brag a little bit that, hey, would you like to meet this dog that I just met? And those conversations start happening and friendships stop forming. And um, they're really a great part of the camp experience. Oh, Amy, that's wonderful. You know, I know uh, there's video from last year's camp that's available on our website. I know folks can visit AmericanHumane.org and you can see that summer camp video. And when those kids are interacting with those dogs, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing the power of the child-animal bond in action. Well, Amy, you are just one of my favorite, most favorite guests. You have so much going on, all so exciting. And you're really living on the, uh, really the inspirational cutting edge, advancing the use of therapy dogs in a whole host of environments. And we're just so proud that you're part of the American Humane Association. So thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be a part of it. I feel very lucky that I get to do what I do every day. Well, we're we're so proud to know you. And our listeners, if you want to follow Butler's adventures around the country, and let me tell you, when I grow up, I want to be Butler. He's quite a very special (laughs) and adventurous guy. Be sure you uh, go and like the Butler Weather Channel Therapy Dog. He has his own Facebook page, and you'll be glad you did. You know, we'll be right back in just a few minutes with an extraordinary young man who designed what is now known as Washington, D.C.'s best monument. Yes, you're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika, Kate Abbott, and Petra Burke. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Oh. And welcome back to Be Humane. You know, we've talked a lot on this program about arson dogs and the National Fire Dog Monument, which was recently named Tops in Washington, D.C. by the Washington Post, beating out notables like the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. How cool is that? This beautiful bronze sculpture is sponsored by both State Farm Insurance and American Humane Association, and it captures the vision of my next guest, who's the sculptor behind this beautiful piece of landscape, which is now permanently installed in our nation's capital. But you know what makes this young man so very special? He's not just a sculptor. He's also a firefighter, which allows him to truly capture the spirit of some of our bravest heroes. I'm pleased now to welcome Austin Weichel to the show. Austin, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Robin? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you could be part of our show. You know, you are an inspirational person, Austin, and you know I've said that to you before. But how did it feel to see your monument, the National Fire Dog Monument, take home top honors in the recent Monument Madness Tournament sponsored by the Washington Post? Yeah, you know, it really blew me away. I didn't even know that I was entered into the competition until you guys let me know that I was. And I did not even expect us to pull out on top and everything. We were up against great sculptors there and great monuments. And everyone just pulled together and at the ninth hour and we won. And it was, it took me by surprise. Well, it's Austin- a great feeling. It is a great feeling. We were the underdogs, you know, our, your monument, yeah. our national monument. We were the underdogs. And I loved for our listeners who, who uh, had not heard of the Monument Madness, you know, this was March. And, you know, everyone loves March Madness and basketball. You know, it's always a big deal, especially on the East Coast. We had those brackets going with basketball teams left and right. And the Washington Post decided this year to do something really fun by making a contest called Monument Madness, and they fixed these brackets up. 64 monuments were up against each other, and Americans were able to vote, and we were the underdog, seventh seeded in our bracket, seventh seed underdog. And when we got down to the finals, it was our beautiful monument sculpted by Austin versus the Seabees. And you know, it was what we affectionately called the frogs versus the dogs, and the dogs won. Now, you know, that's just a, a lot of victory and of course our hats off to the Seabees and to every monument out there but it was really people who celebrate Austin this beautiful image that you have created that you've left for generations to come it's really pretty powerful so you know tell us a little bit about how you got involved with making this monument and who served as the models sure well as a firefighter in Colorado in Windsor I started my first sculpture at 19 years old and Jerry Means, an arson investigator in Colorado, has his dog, Sadie. And Sadie was actually one of the top arson dogs that actually won in the American Humane Association with the Hero Dog Awards. And she actually was the model for this sculpture as well. And I thought that was really cool 
to have a very famous dog and also an arson dog that actually goes out on these fires and tracks down these arsonists. And so that's how I got the job is actually Jerry Means contacted me for a commission. And I didn't even know about these dogs when he actually contacted me. And he gave me a small demo and she can pick up very minute amount of fuel and she sits down on her butt, starts pointing with her nose, and that's where you take that sample and send it back to the lab. And it totally blew me away what dogs are capable of. Mm-hmm. I grew around dogs and everything. I love them to death. I have a big German Shepherd, and I just cannot believe how smart these animals really are. They're brilliant, and you're absolutely right. So Sadie, I know, was your inspiration and your model for mm-hmm. this. And, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, you talk about your German Shepherd. Share with us a little bit about the connection between man and dog and what that special bond means to you. Yeah, you know, what I really want to capture with this is uh, my relationship to, to my animals. And that is the eye contact or the signals that you give them to communicate with them. And speaking with Jerry to design this monument is that's how they work off of each other and by food, reward, and everything like that. So I really wanted to capture that human and animal bond and capture that forever in bronze. And so now it's in D.C., and thousands of people will be able to see it for many years to come and to relate to that. And that's really what I want to do is relate my personal experience with sculpting and dogs into the sculpture. I really feel that it really kind of captured that. Austin, it really does. And, and and those listeners who are planning a summer trip to Washington, D.C., as my family will be there visiting in June, stop by 500 F Street. And on the corner of 500 F Street, lovely little garden right in front of a fire station. And there is the most incredible national monument right there. So please be sure to stop by and see it. You know, Austin, you're a firefighter, a community hero, and you're an artist. You know, can you share with us what got you into sculpting? You know, I actually started sculpting in Prescott, Arizona, Mm -hmm. and I was always severely dyslexic, and I was always attracted to art and the fire department. So at the age of 16 years old, I started into the fire department at the same time I was sculpting, and everything just kind of went parallel to it. And that's how I, my inspiration through my own passion and capturing that through my art is really my goal with everything. So that's my portfolio is the emergency services and also capture that human and animal bond in bronze for everyone to enjoy. It's amazing. You know, is there any um, differences as an artist as you think about sculpting a human and a human body versus that gorgeous image of Sadie? Talk to us a little about is one harder to work with than the other? You know, the dog people will really appreciate this, that I was over at Jerry's house and he had Sadie sit there. And she had to sit there for a few hours. So sure, her (laughs) legs were getting sore and everything. And he was holding up his, the kibbles and everything. So she would look at that just right so I can actually start sculpting her. Well, Mm -hmm. she kind of likes to be distracted a little bit. So every three seconds, she would actually get up and try to get the kibble out of Jerry's hand or Mm kind of sit weird and everything. So I was halfway done sculpting that Sadie. She had to go on a break and go outside. And she went 
back in and she went up to the sculpture and actually sniffed the butt of the sculpture. So I thought it was the funniest thing that <laughs> Sadie thought it was an actual real dog. And I was halfway done with the sculpture. Wow. And yeah. So also on the road show that we did with the American Humane and State Farm, that all the arson dogs that would come up to it, they thought it was a real dog. <laughs> and that is something I want to capture is that true realism in my sculptures down to the finest detail. And I feel that I really captured that. Well, you've sure So it did. is a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit harder to actually capture that little twinkle in their eye in some way or the position just right because your eye does know if it's wrong or not. So I take a long time. And that sculpture took about 1,500 hours wow. to sculpt. Wow. A labor of love and a labor of love that has just won best monument in monument madness, my friend. So an incredible accomplishment. And uh, I know your family is very, very proud. You know, what other projects are you still sculpting? And do you have other projects on the horizon? I do. Another one is a police memorial, and that's going out to Modesto, California. And that is my first police officer that I actually created to life size. So that's great. And also I'm possibly sculpting another human and animal bond sculpture and that's called Friends Forever. And it's actually a sculpture of Sadie and Jerry's grandson. And Sadie is leaning over and the grandson is sitting on the ground and Sadie's just giving a big old kiss right on the side of the cheek. And I really feel it captures that human-animal bond. Because a lot of people that actually have animals today grew up with animals. They love them. They they cannot live without them. And that's really what I wanted to capture through this. So my next step is actually sculpting that life-size or over-life-size for another city. And I hope that I can create more works like this for other dog owners or animal owners across the United States. Oh, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Because those expressions through art is what does inspire future generations to really celebrate the power of the human-animal bond. Can you share with our listeners, Austin, your website so they can go see more of your beautiful work? Sure. It's pretty simple. It's Austin, just like Austin, Texas. And my last name, Weichel, W-E-I-S-H-E-L.com. Perfect. And you you just type that in Google, and you'll be able to find me pretty easily. That's wonderful. And, of course, if you're in Washington, do take a few moments to visit the National Fire Dog Monument outside Engine Company 2 at 500 F Street Northwest. And I know that you'll be as inspired as everyone who's ever seen it up close and in person. Well, my friends, that's all the time we have for today's show. And thank you, Austin, so much for joining us. And I'm sure that one of our great listeners today is Heather Paul with State Farm. Heather, on behalf of American Humane, and I know on behalf of Austin, thank you so much for your partnership and allowing this beautiful monument to come to life and to be available for generations to come uh, in Washington, D.C. Austin, any final closing words? Oh, well, thank you for everyone that was listening today and Heather Paul. You guys have been a great help to me and a great support. And to learn more about the Arson Dog Program, please go to arsondog.org. And to learn more about American Humane Association, it's an amazing organization. And please donate as much as you can because these people really help the animals across the United States. 
Oh, Austin, you're wonderful, and you're a wonderful ambassador for the power of the bond. Thank you so much for being with us today. And listeners, do go to his website, and once again, you'll be amazed at this beautiful work that he does. And he's a hometown hero on top of being an incredible artist. We'll be back next week with another show celebrating the 99th anniversary of Be Kind to Animals. But in the meantime, don't forget how important it is to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.